Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. And welcome to episode 400 of Geek Town Radio. I'm your host, Dave, and uh, with me this week is... Grey, hello! To infinity and beyond! (laughs) how are you doing? Yes, very good, thank you. Good, good. I'm glad you're both all right. Yes, of course, it's the 400th episode, so we kind of decided that we should probably have more than just one co-host. So uh, we're going to be doing sort of a normal show up to a point, uh, and then there is something else as well about halfway through. So uh, we'll start off like we normally start off, and we'll go to the co-hosts for what they've been watching. So uh, let's start off with you, Gray. What have you been doing? So I've seen two films since I was last on. The first one is very disappointing, actually. The Haunting in Venice, which is the third of the Poirot that have been going on to the main cinema. We obviously had um, The Origin Express and Death on the Nile. Origin Express I thought was really good. I enjoyed Death on the Nile, but overloaded with characters and obviously lots of big names wanted to jump onto the films because it had been so good in the first one. And Mm. now we get to the third one, Haunting in Venice. It's a bit of a horror skew on the story. I'm not familiar with the storyline either. And I really struggled with it. Uh, it has Tina Fey in it as one of the big names um, supporting uh, our Poirot this time. But I just didn't enjoy it. I felt quite bored throughout the story. And I was getting more interested in seeing the same bridge that was in Mission Impossible earlier this year. <laughs> I was like, oh, they filmed the same scene in the same part of Venice. Um <laughs> But I was quite disappointed. And as the trilogy goes, I'm not sure if it's being continued. But um, yeah, it was quite disappointing. And then on contrast to that, I went to see a film this week called Dumb Money. Yes. Um, and genuinely, when we were choosing the cinema, we were like, oh, there's not much out. You know, what are we going to see? And I suggested Dumb Money because I'd seen the trailer the week, the couple of weeks before when we saw Haunting in Venice. And it looked quite interesting. And I was like, what's, you know, what's the worst it could be? Do you know what? I really, really enjoyed this film. It's directed by Craig Gillespie and stars Paul Dano, Pete Davidson, uh, America Ferreira, Vincent D'Onofrio, Nick Offerman, so many good names that we've seen from some of the Hollywood film industry. And it tells the story back in during the pandemic when this one influencer became interested in a stock for GameStop. Uh, yes. And in America, that was a, a dying brand of uh, sort of video game and DVD rental. Yes. I vaguely remember it in the news. It was floating around. But this film, 
film tells the true story and it was so compelling it was just such a well-told story it had the very various tropes and in terms of we followed these people that actually existed and then at the end they had a little bit about what they got up to and you see the real life picture of them and the person who played them and that was fascinating I still can't tell you about investment and stocks I'm still as useless (laughs) about what like short selling means and things like that which is what it was about but absolutely brilliant drama sort of entry level into this story so comparing the two films didn't expect to enjoy dumb money loved it i expected to enjoy haunting in venice really disappointed that was my films review yeah dumb money i knew the name of the movie i hadn't realized that's what it it was about it's based on a book called the anti-social network which i I rather like it's a great cast i was very familiar with the story because it was it was reddit was one of the big kind of drivers behind it and i go to reddit quite a lot so it was all over reddit and i remember it when it happened it's a fascinating story and it's a great cast as well so i am going to have to go and watch that it looks really interesting absolutely i've then seen since i've seen it i've seen loads of like bus advertisements and billboards and things like that so so it's actually picking up a lot of and dumb money apparently is the phrase that major investors in wall street give like really easy money from like the retail market and the retail market is just us who go and buy stocks as an entry level thinking we might do well Um, so that's the phrase it came from but no so uh yes and then in tv it's been actually really quiet for me so i um just finished juice which is the moana is one and Russell Tovey sitcom on BBC. I just finished that yesterday. I am midway through sex education. Uh, work is drowning me at the moment. So that's definitely going to be something I finish over my half term. And I had just also finished Starstruck, which is the Rose Matafeo sitcom. Um, yes. And you can tell where my brain is at. All I need is short 30 minute things. <laughs> I can't really cope with long things at the moment just because uh, it's quite full on with what uh, what's going on as well. So um, yeah, that's me. Um, to one of you two yeah well matt let's go to you next so i'm still going through invasion i just yesterday caught up on uh, this week's episode i think it was episode six or seven uh there's i think 10 in this season yes i sort of realized something both this episode and last episode and this isn't the fault of apple or foundation or anything the, the experience of watching week to week foundation and invasion i think had kind of clashed in a way because they're, they're both really really great sci-fi shows obviously foundation is like just its own completely different beast and they're both sci-fi shows that are trying to do different things and operate mm-hmm. in a different way and I just noticed because what was it I think Foundation finished three weeks ago because I think there's been two yes. Invasion episodes I've seen week to week where Foundation wasn't on and I enjoyed those two episodes more but that was sort of because <laughs> Foundation wasn't on uh, mm-hmm. and I watched them on it wasn't as if I was watching them back to back or something but I don't. it was this like sci-fi clash thing going on I've enjoyed both of them obviously Foundation yeah. is in kind of its own league it's interesting with this season as well you can kind of see they're really really building up a few storylines and obviously one of the challenges of this show which we knew from the start is you've not only got people in different locations that you're cutting back and forth to but in different countries so you've got like a multi-country sort of story going on and it does sometimes struggle to balance that slightly and I, i did find with one of the recent episodes they were cutting back and forth a little bit too much so there was a little bit of a loss of focus i'm still liking the plots that are going on and particularly the sort of more sciencey one that's going on I think that's really mm-hmm. quite incredible but I don't feel like it, it hasn't really packed quite so much of a punch yet but I think it's going to do that when it gets to the end of the season because when the because the storylines are all leading to a place where once those things come to a head I think they're going to be really really good but I haven't enjoyed the build up as much as I did in season 
one. I've still enjoyed it and everything. It just feels something about it feels a little bit different mm-hmm. uh, aside from the whole foundation distraction thing. So I've still been enjoying it. It's just not packed that punch yet. But maybe when it does and we can look back on the season, because sometimes some shows do that where you sort of get to not necessarily the finale, but last two or three episodes and then things start concluding or coming to a head and you can look back a bit more and think, okay, that's where that was going. And it, it sort of clicks into place a bit more. So, but I'm trying to give it sort of, you know, a benefit of doubt in a certain way, because I know what the show's capable of doing. It just hasn't quite done that yet and sort of hit that same mark, but I've still been enjoying it. The other one I'm watching, I got caught up yesterday. I, I was actually saving up the episodes because I was enjoying them so much is uh, Still Up, which is another Apple show. Um, this is just really, really funny and really, really good. They're continuing to build on what they... There's four episodes now. I think they launched with two and then I deliberately missed it last week so I could watch two back to back because I just wanted to sit there and watch it for longer, which is good. It's just a zippy, witty sort of show that just... It's got a perfect level of pacing. It's not too slow. It's not too quick. It doesn't rush through things. And it's just this fundamental dynamic of seeing the two main characters talk to each other, help each other navigate their own situations. And they're both going through different things. And then seeing the individual two characters literally just navigate the situation that they're in. I wouldn't say this is quite an E4 show in the same way that Extraordinary is, but there's DNA in this show that reminds me of an E4 show, but with a higher budget. (laughs) Because, uh, yeah, it's got that uh, Apple money behind it, obviously. It's just clicking on, it's just doing that, and the episodes are ending before I realise, which is a which is a great sign. Which is, is a shame, because I'd love to sit down and see more of these characters, but I'll have to wait till next week. It's just that sort of more intimate kind of quicker, like really great sense of sort of storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that so far. That sort of came out of nowhere as well. I think I watched the trailer for it like two weeks before it came out, didn't know anything about it. It just looked interesting, and now here it is, impressing me four episodes in. David, are you uh, where are you on uh, Invasion? Invasion, I'm a few episodes behind you. I need to go back to it. It's just I've been watching other things and, and haven't kind of picked it up again yet. So I think I'm about four episodes into season two at the moment. And I am enjoying it. I think you're right. There are issues with the pacing across that show. I mean, as I say, season one, I found glacially slow in the first half and then it sort of sped up a bit. And season two, I felt the pacing was better, but yeah, they are juggling all these storylines and they've not still managed to balance that out properly which mm. was an issue in the first season as well so they're doing a reasonable job then just not doing it quite as well but the story itself and the sort of drama in it are really good it's mm. it's just mm. not quite where it needs to be it's still a very very good show and it's enjoyable but, but you might find yourself playing with your phone at points you know and, and you're like oh, go, go on move forward move forward so I am enjoying it. It's just uh, I, I backboned it a bit while I'm doing other things. I think that also helps is the fact that I could just run through the entire first season because I didn't watch that until mm-hmm. the second season had come out. So I am a little bit behind on that. Still up, I haven't caught yet. It is an interesting idea about these sort of two insomniacs and one's got social anxiety, so he's always in the house and the other one's Antonio Thomas who's sort of out and about. But I do want to go and check that out at some point as well. Great, you're off Apple at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, I'm currently on a bit of arrest so my apple um six months free came to an end in september so i'm actually tactfully resting it until christmas uh, just because this is a mad term and there are things i want to watch i actually just before it ended i started watching the morning show from season
season one. And even my partner went, why are you starting that when we're about to rest the subscription? And I was like, I just want to make sure it's something I want to come and watch at around Christmas when we're going to take it back on. So yeah, I'm right. currently on a bit of a rest, but it's really good to hear these things like Still Up is something that will all be done by the time I'll be yeah. going back to it in December. So it's definitely a whole season that I'll know I'll get. And obviously I know the news about Slow Horses coming back in December. So I could already tell you, I'm probably going back on the 1st of December when yeah. Slow Horses yeah. returns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I and as you know, not a sci-fi fan, so I will give Invasion and Foundation very uh, wide berths. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Foundation is a very complex story. It is a superb TV show, um, but it is quite heavy sci-fi. But it's the story weird. itself is quite compelling. So I, I'd be interested for you to try an episode of it and see how you go with it, because it is brilliant, mm. but it is very much sci-fi. I don't know. Yeah. Foundation's one of those rare shows where if you're not completely paying 100% full attention, there's no point watching it. Because yeah. if you miss like a, a line or something, uh, which I've I've done a couple of times and I've rewind, but it's it's very very re- rewarding for doing that. So yeah, it that's is. how I felt about Apple because the, their content is so strong. Like even when I watched Hijack, which was one of the last series I finished before I gave it. I wanted to mm. give my full attention. So if you can imagine now, like my, my span of interest has got to be quite short. And so I know mm. if I'm on holiday, I want to be able to watch those good programs with lots of content. And so Apple are just so good at that. Yeah. Speaking of the morning show, that is one of the things that I'm watching at the moment. It's yeah. in its third season now. So that should all be out by the time you come back to it in December, I think, because I think it's only eight episodes. Yeah, it's almost like halfway season. through. Yeah. So, so it'll be done by the end of October, I think. That has been great. The latest episode was kind of interesting because when you start at season three, it has a time jump in it. Season two was dealing with the COVID pandemic and you were still sort of very much in the COVID pandemic at the end of season two. So season three jumps things forward quite a lot and people have moved around onto different areas and different shows and things. So um, what they did with the episode this week, which was called Love Island, I think, because it had a lot of things to do with relationships in it. They actually did a flashback episode where it sort of fills in the gap between the end of the last season and where we are at the start of this season. So uh, it was sort of interesting to do that rather than starting and opening with that episode. They decided to leave it until episode five and drop it in there. It's been great, though. I've been really, really enjoying it. Well worth going to check out. The first two seasons are brilliant as well. And this third season is still up there. Soka had its finale this week over on Disney Plus, and we also got Loki, the first episode of that this week as well. Uh, did you see the Ahsoka finale, Matt? I did. I don't have a lot to say about Ahsoka. I just felt like the whole time I was watching it that I needed information from not to know what's going on, but to connect with these characters and stuff. And it was still a good enough show in of what I've watched. And I have seen some parts of Clone Wars, so I kind of know about Ahsoka's connection with Anakin and like things like that. What I would have preferred to do, and obviously this will take a long time, is go through all of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. all of the bits that are relevant to those other, because there's like Rebels and stuff as well, and then watch Ahsoka. But that's like a lot of hours worth of of stuff so that I sort of get it a bit more. I'm surprised they've not put a playlist together because sometimes Disney do that of sort of, if you want the key important points for this new series, go and watch these episodes. They should really have done a sort of compilation of episodes from Rebels and from Clone Wars Mm -hmm. and put that together as a sort of watch these and then go watch Ahsoka. That would have probably made a bit more sense because, I mean, I've seen both of them and a lot of the characters from both of them 
those appear. We were talking about this of like, there's no way they're going to wrap this up in this final episode. Not in any satisfactory way. It's just not going to happen. I was talking to Daryl about it last week. They haven't officially said there is another season, but I mean, it's clearly set up that there is supposed to be another season after this. Whether that season ends up being an Ahsoka season or an Ezra season, or it goes in a slightly different direction, but there is clearly supposed to be something else that follows on after this. Mm. I don't know. I enjoyed it, but I entirely get where you're coming from. It's just when I'm hearing things like, oh, Ezra's changed and he's this and he's that. I'm like, okay, I just know who this guy's name is. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah, I sort of get that. And I mean, I think the casting was great. I mean, the guy they cast for Ezra, I thought, was really good. Mm -hmm. It kind of ended sort of in a way that I thought it might with people where I thought they might be, if that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with this moving forward because it is clear that they are planning on doing more of it. But it does leave not on a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, it's sort of a cliffhanger. I mean, they wrapped bits of it up, but I want more of it. And I hope they are actually going to do more of it. I mean, I assume they are because given where it left. So Loki, have you caught that yet? I very, very much enjoyed that first episode. I made sure to watch it before I... uh came on here obviously I really really like what they were doing I'm not going to spoil it obviously but what they were doing with time and the way they were talking about time in this episode <laughs> plus the whole shift thing jiggy that was going on I thought that was great I also really really like the way they talked about Kang in this episode not going to get into deeper stuff than that but particularly what Loki was saying and ha- like the manner of how they were talking about Kang and everything because mm-hmm. uh, we could, some MCU fans or whatever kind of wondered okay Thanos was the big big bad who could do really cool stuff what can Kang possibly Possibly do that will be better because he's obviously like the new overarching big bad for uh, the next parts and stuff. They're doing a very, very good job of that so far. It's not like all been revealed or sort of detailed yet, but you're starting no. to get a sense of like Kang feels like something different. And you did get a bit of a sense of that in Quantum Mania and in uh, the last part of Loki and stuff. So I, I really like what they're doing. It just depends on because what five more episodes, what they're going to do from what they used in this pilot and how they're going to use that going forward. Yeah, I thought the time stuff was quite interesting like you say in how they utilised it because it, I think it was in a slightly different way to what people expected Tom Hiddleston mm. is fantastic in oh, yeah. the lead again and that relationship between Loki and Mobius is hilarious and wonderfully fun to watch again it's off to a great start I'm really looking forward to this coming back because I love the first season Tihu Wan in there as well is fantastic because I love that guy and the fact that he turns up in this is just beautiful and he plays a wonderful character really looking forward to seeing more of it but I think it's a great opening episode for season mm-hmm. two great do you watch any of this I do I watch it with my friend and we have actually planned next Saturday to watch two episodes together just oh. didn't didn't work out this weekend we thought we could have done it last night but plans mm-hmm. didn't go to plan basically so I do want to watch it but now we're going to do one and two together next Saturday cool. good yeah are you uh, on to ghosts yeah either of you great uh, this is more yes your... UK one yeah yes. I've watched the first two of the new season I'm on there now I can already see where we're going to say goodbye I'm going to say that um, it's so far I, have you watched all six Dave? I've watched the first three and a half at the moment because there is going to be one more at Christmas I was yes I there is going to be yet. a final episode at Christmas they have announced yeah all six are actually up on iPlayer but the, when you actually look it up on the Sky Q box there's only four showing for some reason and that sometimes happens so I will be watching probably all six over the course 
course of the next week or so. And uh, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's interesting watching this, having recently watched the previous season of the um, American one. I really like them both. And I think they're doing slightly different things. You know, I mean, this is very, very, very British. And the American one has tweaked it in such a lovely way to make it work for an American audience. But it also expands it in different directions as well. Mm. Whereas the British one is very much self-contained with those ghosts in that house with that couple and it's all around them whereas the american one actually sort of expands things out a little bit more because i know a lot of people have like completely against the american version because it's an american version of a beloved british show but in actual fact i think they have done a really really good job with that american one and there are a lot more episodes of it i still love the british version i think the british version is great but i think they're both doing fantastic jobs with those shows and of course they're same group are exec producers on both of them so you know <laughs> the other show that I, I started watching, and I want to apologize to the Warrior Nuns fans because I started watching season two this week. And the day after I started watching season two, there was a huge kerfuffle on X Twitter because there was an announcement by one of the official accounts about some sort of a big announcement is coming on the next day. And people started tweeting at Simon Barry. And Simon Barry is the writer of the TV show. The reason I started watching season two was because of the fact that there are three movies incoming. And Simon Barry was the person that made that announcement and you know said, hey, you're in them saved. We've got three movies coming. We don't know where they're going to be, but you know, all that sort of stuff. So everybody's all very happy. Then they made this announcement saying there's a big announcement coming tomorrow and people are tweeting at Simon Barry and going oh what's this big announcement coming Simon then posts a message saying basically your guess is as good as mine I'm not involved in any of these movies and he is the person that wrote the entire TV show and was the first person that came out and said hey we've got these movies and then Amy Berg who is the other main writer and producer of it said no me neither so the entire fandom is going wait what <laughs> so then the announcement the next day that came out was equally a stab through the heart because it wasn't some big announcement about what was going on with the movies it was a designer halo competition because if you know warrior nun it's about like a nun who gets a a halo thing embedded into her back and that sort of gives the superpowers it was a designer new halo competition and to pour salt in the wound it's also only a competition that is open to people in canada and the u.s but they were building it up as being oh this is something really big and it was nothing to do with the actual movies or anything like that also because of that led to simon going actually i'm not involved in this at the moment and amy also saying no neither am i so there's a lot of confusion out there as to exactly what is actually happening with these films and why they're not involved because that's they've not said any more than that the fans are in full revolt at the moment are like uh, save our warrior nun hashtag has now started instead of the save warrior nun hashtag because they are worried that those three movies that they announced are going to have nothing to do with the original cast or the original crew and and are going to be something completely different and that's not what they wanted at all it's a very weird situation because as i say simon was the one that came out and said hey warrior i'm saved and there was a huge fan campaign for it and the fans just feel like they've been used but that happened the day after I started watching season two. So I'm sorry, it's entirely my fault. <laughs> 
<laughs> so when you say about the, the cast, so it's basically not is it not involving anybody from before then? We don't know. That's the problem. Okay. Um, we don't know anything about the films other than they are making some films. And as far as we know at the moment, none of the cast are signed on because they can't make an announcement about the cast anyway right now because the strikes. So we don't know whether any of the original cast are signed on. And Simon Barry, who was the driving force and the writer and I think director of that show and created it, is not involved at the moment, he says. And neither is Amy Berg, who is the other senior writer, producer. So I, we have no idea exactly what's going on and nobody's saying anything. So it's a very, very strange situation. Hopefully somebody hmm. will step forward and go, this is what's happening at some point because the fans are like up in arms about it. And if they were hoping that... I, I feel a bit sorry for the um, guy that actually wrote the original book because it, the Make a Halo competition thing that they announced was him sat at a video going, hey, it's the author of the, uh, the Warrior Nun comic. We've got this exciting competition for it. And he obviously did that and thought, oh, this will be a little fun thing. And it's all horribly backfired. And it's not his fault at all. He just obviously got asked to do it. And he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds like it'd be fun. But the way it came out and the way it was presented on top of the fact that that then spurred the news that Simon and Amy aren't involved has just torn through the entire fandom and they are absolutely livid. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few weeks and see if we get any more out of that. Mm. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll obviously, we'll keep an eye on the website. We'll let you know if there's anything new that comes from that because at the moment I'm not posting anything about it because it's all rumour and there isn't anything official one way or the other other than we know that Simon says he's not involved and Amy say they're not involved at the moment. So we'll see. That may change, of course. I mean, it's it's just, it's odd. It's very, very odd. That's all the stuff that we've been doing this week. Let's move on to some TV and film news. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations, and Pickups. First cancellation is a Paramount Plus series, iCarly, cancelled after three seasons, so uh, that has gone. Welcome to Flatch, which was the US version of This Country, has been cancelled after two seasons. Its ratings were not great, so I don't think that's a great shot that that's gone. 
Sort of, which is a comedy series that was on Max in the US and ran on Sky Comedy over here. That is going to end with its third season, they've announced. Vikings Valhalla is also going to end with its third season. That's the Netflix series. That seems that they were told beforehand or they had agreed that that's that we're only doing three seasons. It sounds like it is going to have an ending to it and they're sort of saying each season is focused on one character, really. So that is going and Top Gear. You may have seen things around about Top Gear being cancelled. Officially, Top Gear isn't cancelled yet. The BBC's official comment on it is a decision on the timing of future Top Gear shows will be made in due course with BBC content, is what they have said. The reason that it is not filming at the moment and it's not coming back, as I'm sure most of you know, is due to the accident with Freddie Flintoff, which is a horrific car accident, and there were issues with safety and all that sort of stuff. So they completely stopped all filming, and Freddie's basically said, I am not going back to that show. So they put it on hiatus. There was a newspaper report in one of the Red Tops that said, oh, it's cancelled, it's going completely, we're not bringing it back. As I say, the BBC have made this statement of saying, no, that's not the case. But I don't know, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with it, because it's a huge, huge brand for the BBC. But equally, they had a lot of problems getting the three stars that they've got now in place and making that work post Clarks and Hammond May and trying to do that again. I don't know what you do. Yeah, maybe you bring it back as a completely different type of show. I don't know. I kind of did wonder about, because Top Gear's obviously been around a very, very long time. And it's, mm-hmm. If you take out the three main guys, has it and will it still keep any of the sort of staying power that it used to have? Obviously, that's a difficult cast to replace, but does it have that same kind of, you know, attachment, I suppose, as it, as it used to? If it doesn't, I don't really know what BBC does about that necessarily. I think the problem with it is even at the end of the Clarkson, Ham and May era, it had got very stale. And I kind of think that when they brought it back with different presenters, that gave it a little bit more life. But because of what's happened, I'm not sure where you go from this point. I think there is a possibility you could go back with an entirely different format and go to doing a very different sort of show. You could have one or two main presenters doing studio stuff, but make sure that the people that are out and driving the cars are professionals and, you know, not an ex-cricketer. I I mean, (laughs) I, I I think maybe that's the route you have to go down, not putting those people in danger. You split the duties up a bit more. I I think there is a possibility of doing a show like that. And I mean, you've got to remember that Top Gear, before it became the Top Gear that everybody knows, wasn't a completely different show. It was a car magazine show, basically, all pre-recorded with segments done by completely different presenters that were never on screen at the same time. You had one guy did sort of fast cars, one did classic cars, one did budget cars. It was a very different beast in the sort of, you know, late 80s, early 90s, you're probably talking that time. I don't know whether there is something salvageable from it, but I don't think it can continue in the form that it's been going in. And I think as a brand, you could bring it back as something, but I'm not sure you can make it work as it is. I think rest it. It's time to rest it. I think if they try and do like a a rebrand and bring it back, it's just going to incite something with the Fred 
Freddie Flintoff fans and, you know, they're just going to yeah. get backlash about being insensitive, not being, you know, care. And yeah, I think rest it, take its time. And then five, 10 years time, maybe either bring it back or repackage it as something different when the audience might want it again. Yeah, I think that is possibly the route you end up going down. I, I don't think it will work as the show that it is. And I mean, you know, Clarkson, Hammond and May struggled to make that format work outside of Top Gear as well. I mean, the adventures that they go off on, those specials are working quite well, but the actual studio stuff, they couldn't get to work on the Grand Tour, which is why they ended up ditching it. So I think the format is probably a bit tired anyway, and I think you probably need to do something else. In terms of renewals, Castlevania Nocturne, that has been renewed for a second season by Netflix and Only Murders in the Building has been renewed for a fourth season by Hulu. That also had its finale as well recently. So that has been a great show. I mean, I love, love that series and it's just joyous and happy and fun and I'm so happy they're bringing it back for a fourth season. I mean, it's no great shock. I think it's it's the highest rating thing on Netflix. If either of you two been watching... I've heard endlessly from everyone that watches it that it's fantastic and that I should watch it, but I haven't yet. I'm on episode seven or eight, I think. I've got about three left. (laughs) Um, before I knew the finale had ended but I sort of put it on the I'm definitely going to watch it probably in the next couple of days yeah it's just great and the latest season has been brilliant because it involves a musical and they actually brought in Broadway writers to do all the music for it so there's musical clips around of the full songs I think you can go out and get as well but it was great this season I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with it next season but ends in a really really tragic place so I want to see how they resolve that because it's got a weirdly large amount of emotion in that show considering it is a very silly comedy but yeah great great show that it's on Disney Plus over here obviously but uh, Hulu in the US great series in pickups and other news we have My Adventures with Superman they have finally woken from their drunken stupor at E4 and uh, set a date for it that date is of course the 20th of October at 1.50 in the morning but you know I mean at least it's <laughs> off <laughs> it out there, yeah. and to be fair to them actually they're putting it on as kind of a teaser thing to show that it's out there because it is an Adult Swim show and it is all going up on the Channel 4 website at the same time what was all for but is now Channel 4 to confuse people. Channel 4 website will have My Adventures of Superman the entire season from Friday the 20th of October and Rick and Morty is back in the same week as well so lots of good animated stuff coming. There is a date now for Culprits which is a new Disney Plus series that's landing on wednesday the 8th of november this sounds kind of interesting it's got an interesting cast it's an eight episode series which kicks off where most crime stories end after a high stakes heist where the crew of elite criminals have gone their separate ways and have tried to leave their old lives behind past and present collide when a ruthless assassin starts targeting them one by one why they are stalked and who is behind the mayhem and will they be able to find one another in time to protect themselves and the people they love Stars Nathan Stewart Jarrett, who people will know from things like Misfits and various other shows. He's the sort of lead character. You've also got Jenna Arterton in there. You've got Kirby Howell Baptiste from Barry and Killing Eve. Nima Algar from Raised by Wolves. Other names. Eddie Izzard as well is in there. So uh, it's got quite a good cast for it. It does sound like it's an interesting idea. It is a British show, but made for Disney Plus worldwide. It's called Culprits. Wednesday, the 
8th of November for that. I do like the look of that. It's along the lines of these Disney Plus UK originals that they're bringing. And, you know, we saw the standard of Extraordinary. So I definitely would be interested in this one. Matt might possibly check it out. Um, it's cool to see some of the Misfits cast making their way into a few things. I mean, we've seen a few of them now and again. Obviously, you've got him here and you've got uh, Antonio Thomas mm-hmm. in um, Still Up. So, yeah, it's nice to see him back on this. There is another new show, which is a, another British series as well, but this time on Apple TV. It's there, one of their UK originals, premiering with two episodes on Friday, the 12th of January. It's called Criminal Record. It's a powerful character-driven drama set in the heart of contemporary London. An anonymous phone call draws two brilliant detectives into a confrontation over an old murder case. One, a young woman in the early stages of a career. The other, a well-connected man determined to protect his legacy. The series touches on issues of race, institutional failure, and the quest to find common ground in a polarised Britain. Peter Capaldi is the male lead, and the female cop is Cus Jumbo, who you'll know from things like The Good Wife and The Good Fight as as well and uh, they were in something else together as well it's from paul rutman who wrote on vera and indian summers so another one sounds like it's going to be up your street great so i think you'll be holding yeah, I, apple for, for january <laughs> i saw the the previews of and kush jumbo recently did one of the harlan cobans on netflix right she was yes. recently in that one of those um and she's really good i remember her on vera and she left vera to sort of go and break through in, in america and so yeah i, I definitely like i've not always been a huge fan of peter capaldi though so it'd be interesting to see this one definitely good yeah like playing a cranky cop, though, I think is is definitely well in his wheelhouse. <laughs> so yes, and uh, yeah, they have worked together on something before. I can't remember exactly what, but they have been together on other stuff. So that's great. Masters of the Air, which is the third in the sort of Band of Brothers, the Pacific series. The other two were HBO ones, and then HBO decided that the third one I think was probably too expensive for them, and Apple picked it up instead. So also on Apple, twenty sixth of January, that's landing. That's from Steven Spielberg. Tom Hanks and Gary Geisman, who are the people that were the producers of the uh, first two as well. Masters of the Air, that's landing 26th of January. I'm very much looking forward to this because, I mean, the the first Band of Brothers in Pacific were absolutely outstanding bits of TV. I will definitely be watching this one as well. Have you seen the others, either of you? No. No, no, no. I don't know about these, these things. So That's ones you should definitely go and look up. Band of Brothers and the Pacific. The idea being that Band of Brothers was the sort of ground troops in World War II, then Pacific was the Navy and Masters of the Air is the Air Force. So they each follow a slightly different group, but there are some incredible names, particularly in Band of Brothers. There are people that will pop up in that show, then you look at and go, hang on, that's such and such, but much, much younger. (laughs) And I mean, there's so many people in that show that were like cameos and were just starting out in their career and that's where they get their start. You, you will know so many faces in Band of Brothers. It's ridiculous. It's an astounding piece of drama, particularly Band of Brothers. Pacific was good as well. Um, so I've got high outs, Masters of the Air, 26th of January for that. And the other little bit of news was CD Projekt Red have announced that they're teaming up with Anonymous Content for a Cyberpunk 2027 live action series. Won't be based on any of the stuff which the games are directly based on, but it's within the same world and universe and city and all that sort of stuff. They're out looking for a screenwriter at the moment, so it's very, very early stages right now. But interesting that they are going down the live action thing, considering, you know, they've had some fairly big names 
in the video game playing people. So mm. uh, it's unlikely that those characters will make the jump across into a TV show. But I mean, they could. It's certainly possible. Anonymous content are a great company. They did Ships Creek. They did Berlin Station. They did Counterpart. They did The Alienist. Gaslit they did recently. Dickinson for Apple TV. Is that the Haley Stanfield? I'm just trying to remember what Dickinson is. That's the uh, Haley yes. Stanfield thing. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. Yes, it was. Yeah. They did Mr. Robot as well. Probably the biggest mm. thing that they're known mm. for. So, uh, plus endless movies and all sorts of things. So, I mean, they're a great company to be working with. I can see that maybe working if they've got a decent budget behind it. I mean, it's sort of something that I think needs to either go to Apple or Amazon because it needs that money, oh, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I can't see it working without that because it's such huge scope that. But yeah, I mean, interesting in, in this map. Definitely. because uh, I know the game itself had a rough launch, but it's in a very, very good place now. They've got like, the 2.0 update and they've got the Phantom Liberty thing, which is really good. I've not touched any of that new stuff yet. I'm sort of savoring it for later. The Edge Runner show, which is on Netflix, which is also disconnected, but still in the same world. I had some cool little Easter eggs and stuff. That was really, really good. I would have liked them to do more of that, but I don't know how they would have but if you keep approaching it from different angles you do something live action that could be very very good because one of the good things going for this sort of world is the world itself is actually really really cool and you can do a lot of stuff in it so Uh, and the fact that like with Edge Runners it was disconnected from the main game it was very easy for that series to establish its own characters and develop them really well yeah. and stuff it's good that CD Project Red uh, both obviously with Witcher which they've still got more plans for and uh, with Cyberpunk they want to keep doing more stuff so sounds great and yeah like you said Idris Elba they've got Keanu Reeves probably some other people but um, yeah they're able to attract some big names to this so yeah I mean as I say the chances of those people being in the live action series are probably limited maybe it's Alba, but probably mm-hmm. not Keanu because of what his character is in this. But we'll see. I certainly think it's an interesting world to dive into and will make for an intriguing TV show. So uh, it does rather depend on where it lands because it's going to need money behind it. But if they can find a decent enough partner in either Amazon or Apple or somebody like that, I think this has potential. So uh, we'll wait and see. It's very, very early stages yet. May end up going nowhere. Uh, As I say, they are on the lookout for a screenwriter, but they have announced that it is in the works, which is good. The only other thing really we've got to talk about before we move on is the strike which a little bit of a strike update. Obviously, the writer strike is done. They're all back to work. The actor strike right now are continuing negotiations. Um, it's coming up to its sort of three-month mark. They are quite desperate on both sides to end this, particularly with the writers now back. They have met three times last week. They're going to meet again this week. Talks are apparently going sort of positive, but are slow going. There's still some back and forth about the AI stuff and all that sort of thing. It's been fairly secretive. They're not sort of dropping press release is about what's being talked about exactly. So we don't really have much more news on it than that, other than they are actually talking to each other. We'll let you know if we hear anything, obviously, if they can actually come to a conclusion and it ends. But that's all we can say right now is they are talking and there is negotiations going on. With all the news out of the way, time to move on to something else for our 400th episode. <laughs> As it's 
the 400th episode decided that what we do like we did on the 300th episode is we're going to bring back the geek master quiz you're going to be answering questions i think there are six categories this time around so i've added an extra category this time i'll ask the questions you shout your name whoever shouts first gets to answer first and you get one point for getting the question right uh we're not taking points off if you get the question wrong so um <laughs> you can try as many times as you like basically here we go with the Geekmaster 400 quiz first category is uk tv in 2023 <laughs> <laughs> first question which major bbc series is due to return in november for its 60th anniversary matt go on matt Doctor Who? Oh. Yes! Oh, Doctor Who. It's just my thinking time. It's just, he's already there. You've got to well, TV, that's the only one I'm going to get right. So, yeah. <laughs> One point to Matt. Question two. Which iconic children's TV series was announced as getting rebooted by two of its former Geordie stars? Grey. Go on. That's Biker Groove. It is. It's Biker Grove. <laughs> one all. <laughs> Question three. Which hugely popular BBC show was put on indefinite hiatus in 2023 following a serious accident? Great. Go on, Greg. Top Gear. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, you should get that. We talked about it earlier. <laughs> Question four. Which physical challenge game show was announced as being revived by the BBC this year? Gray. Is it Gladiators? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Oh dear. And who became the new presenter on a popular Channel 4 baking series? Bray. Go on. Alison Hammond. Yes. Did she get it? Did she? All right. Yeah. Hmm. So at the end of round one, Gray has four points. Matt has one point. Well, just check. Is there a gaming round later? Because I need to be in ahead of all the points if there's a yeah. game. <laughs> no, I, did. I wasn't cruel enough to put a gaming round in. That's... Yeah, I just thought that wouldn't be quite fair. That, that really yeah. wouldn't be fair on you. So I didn't do that. So round two, film in 2023. It's pressure. <laughs> Which really is pressure for Gray because he means he's got to get these right. So, question one. What was the collective name given to two very different movies which were released? Nah. Go on, Matt. Is it oh. Barbenheimer or something? Oh, wow. Yes, nah, it's nah. Barbenheimer. Which were released around the same time as this summer. Yes, it was Barbenheimer. <laughs> Following on from that, Barbie and Oppenheimer are currently the first and third highest grossing films of 2023. What film is in second place? Great. Go on, Greg. Super Mario Brothers. Well done. Yes. <laughs> Gaming and film. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm impressed you managed to get to that one. Yeah. <laughs> Question three. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 sees Tom Cruise return to play which character? Gray. Um, Ethan. Ethan. No, out of time. Oh, no, I can't get his surname. <laughs> Matt, any ideas? No, I was going to actually guess a different name. So Okay. Uh, so no. it's Ethan Hunt. Hunt. Oh. Yes. So you were halfway there, but I can't do half points. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm no. afraid you're not getting that. Question four. Which American comedy drama film stars Tom Hanks as a bitter old man reluctantly go on that? A man called Otto. Yes! Well done. I haven't seen that film, so yeah. Bitter old man reluctantly getting involved in the lives of his neighbours. It was a man called Otto. 
And question five. Which beloved and popular bear character got a horror movie makeover this year after the rights became public domain? Matt. Go on, Matt. Matt. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, I was... Yes. It I was, was thinking Paddington. Did Paddington get it? <laughs> <laughs> so, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was the film because the rights to Winnie the Pooh are now public domain, so you can basically do whatever you like with them. And uh, the first hmm. thing they did was made a horror movie. So, yes, <laughs> uh, you can go out and find that. I'm sure it'll be out there if you want to go look for Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Category three is US Geek TV. Question one. Which US pirate comedy series launched on the BBC this year? Great. Go on. Our flag means death. Yes. Yes. Question two. The name of a TV series based on a popular video game co-created by the creator of Chernobyl. Matt. Last of Us. You were oh, so God. slow on that, Matt. I was really oh, worried. Oh, I can't believe it. Question three. Which superhero TV show was finally put out of its misery Matt. after nine? <laughs> Go oh, on, great. Matt. Oh, God. The Flash. Correct. Just when yes. you said out of its misery. That's what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Question four. Uh, Name the previously cancelled NBC series, which ended this year after taking flight again following a Netflix revival. Matt. Manifest. Gray. Yeah, it was manifest. Greg got there first. <laughs> okay. Yes. I didn't even watch that one. I just remember it going back onto Netflix. <laughs> Question five. Season two of which Prime Video series, which aired this year, was co-written by John Finnamore? Oh, I've listened to this story. Okay. I, I will know. Uh, when you tell me. I, I mean, I, I could give you some clues. Um, I'm trying to think what won't immediately give it away. I mean, this kind of will, I guess. If I say angel. No. Yeah. Good omens. Yeah, you got it, Matt. Good <laughs> yeah. Omens. Matt, good omens. I remember hearing the John Finnamore story, and in my head, I'm like, what was the story? <laughs> I was just trying to think of second seasons on Amazon. Yes, it was good omens. And at the end of that round, Gray has seven, and Matt has seven. Oh, no. <laughs> Next category, we have big franchises. Question one, what Star Wars series starred Diego Luna in the lead role? Gray. Yes. Ahsoka? Nope. No, I'm guessing here. I can throw it over to Matt. Matt, uh, Andor? Oh! It was Andor. Oh, there were so many! <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Which Paramount sci-fi featured a musical episode this season? Gray. Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yes! <laughs> Question three. Aman Villani plays which Marvel suit guard? Miss Marvel. Yes. Well done, Matt. Question four. Who landed the coveted roles of Superman and Lois for James Gunn's Superman? No. Let go on. David Cornsweet and Rachel Brosnahan. Oh, well done. <laughs> oh, you show off. That's a show off. <laughs> 
Question five. Which major magical book and movie franchise is about to get a TV show reboot by Warner Brothers? Ray, Go on. Harry Potter. Yes. So, Grey's on nine and Matt is on ten. Oh, is that David Corrin's where Rachel Brosnahan question that you've got me there? <laughs> so, we've done a film and TV in 2023. Let's do film and TV in 2024. Oh, question number one. What is the name of the upcoming Star Wars series starring Jude Law? There's so many Star Wars shows. Mm. Anybody got any idea? Oh, that's right on the tip of my tongue. I've listened to a news story that you have told me about, oh, and I'm just like, um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any, there's, there's, there's a group of kids involved in it, although that doesn't help me with the title. No, I don't think either of you are going to get it. It's called Skeleton Crew. Oh, no, I've never heard of it. I think I've seen the branding. I've seen the branding, but... Yes, you should have done. Yeah. We've covered it on the website, so yes. <laughs> All of this stuff is stuff we've covered on the website, so... <laughs> Question two. Which video game is the subject of the upcoming Prime Video series by Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy? No. Go on, Matt. It's um, uh, Fallout. Yes, it is Fallout. Video game. How, how unfair. <laughs> Question three. You both should get this. Which TV show is being launched by Apple in January 2024 from Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks and Gary Gozman? Grey. Yes, Grey. We've done it today. Master of the Air. <laughs> yes, just to see how yes. much you were listening. <laughs> yes, yes. I had to get the phrase. I didn't know the master of the universe. And I'm like, no, that's He-Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, quite right. Question four. Which major movie has a sequel coming out in 2024 starring Paul Mescal from Ridley Scott? Ray. Go on. Is it... Is it the second Gladiator? Has it got another name? Was it Gladiator 2? Yes, Gladiator 2 I will take. Has it got another name? No, I think it's just known as Gladiator 2 at the moment. I don't think they've okay. given it another name yet. Question number five. Which, as far as I can tell at time of recording, is the only DC live-action film with a set 2024 Grey. release date? Go on, Grey. Oh, this is a real... Uh, maybe I shot too early. I was going to say Aquaman. No. Oh, no. Matt, do you know that one? Joker 2, musical thingy. Yes, I will take Joker 2. Oh, I was trying, I was trying to think of the funky name for it, but I, uh, whatever it's called. Play yeah. Adieu, I think is the official name for it. But yes, yeah. it comes out on the 4th of October. That is the only thing that is officially got a 2024 set date at the moment out of all the DC stuff for next year. Aquaman, something like December 23, isn't it? Or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So as we go into the last round now, the scores are Matt with 12 and Gray with 11. So it's oh, still God. doable. You're very close. I'm sweating here. I mean, it's hot <laughs> for October, but I'm actually sweating. <laughs> so the final five questions are word clouds. So I will give you a TV show, a franchise or a film and say a group of random words 
And you need to shout out when you know what the TV show franchise or film is that the words relate to. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, I think so. Dave, you've been watching Richard Osman's House of Games. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally different to Richard Osman's House of Games. <laughs> For legal reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so first one i will tell you is a tv show first word mm. book game fantasy monsters epic matt go on matt the witcher yes well Ooh. done oh come on <laughs> That, that, that third season's not out of my mind yet. So, the three other clues were going to be coin toss and elves. Right. <laughs> I would have got it on toss. Yes. <laughs> so, second one is a franchise: Trooper, Space, Falcon, Laser, Rebel. Matt, go on that. Star Wars. Yes. Right. Do you see how you've done me dirty on the first two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. I mean, I, maybe not The Witcher, but certainly you could have been able to get Star Wars from that. Uh, I mean, the, the, last, the last ones were Thai, Empire and Imperial. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> Question number three is a British TV show. Jupiter. Mining. Accident. Space, Rouge, Dave, Cat, Holly, Grey. Yes, Grey. Oh, it's gone from my mind. Red Dwarf. Yes, well done. Oh, oh I had a real panic, a real mind blank then. <laughs> Question four. It's a franchise. Iron, Spider, Grey. Panther. Go on, Grey. Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers. Yes. Last one. It's a film out in 2023. Water. Curry. King. Grey. Go on, Grey. Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> Here comes an earlier answer. Back to rescue me. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of that, the scores of Grey have 14 and Matt has 14. <laughs> I think that might be a nice way to end it with the 400th episode. Matt, you are so calm. I am all over the place here and you just seem so calm and collected when you're answering your questions. I'm, I'm just trying to think when these when these questions come up, you know. You did reasonably well with both of those. There was a few obvious ones which I expected you to jump in quicker, but, you know, there's, it's still, still good going. So, yes, we end the Geekmaster 400 quiz with a draw. Yay! Both of you have got 14 points. That's good news. I think that's a good way of ending it, I think, definitely. It's also quite a lot of points each as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you, you did. I think there was only one question which you both didn't get as well. So, you know, that's that's not bad going, I think. Mm -hmm. so, with the quiz done, well, until episode 500, I guess. Uh, <laughs> may do one at 450, maybe. I don't know, but we'll see. We're going to move on to some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week on TV. We have 
Dust Boot returning for season four. That's in Sky Atlantic. That's 11th October at 9 p.m. We've got Cobra back for Cobra Rebellion, the third season. That's coming to Skymax on the 12th of October at 9 p.m. Fall of the House of Usher. That's a limited series coming to Netflix. It's um, Mike Flanagan's series based on the works of Edgar Allan Poe. 12th of October for that. The, the final thing I think Mike Flanagan has done from Netflix before he jumped ship is, and went, yeah. Yeah, went over to... Prime Video instead. Also on the 12th of October, we have Interview with the Vampire. Finally, the AMC series lands in the UK, coming to BBC Two and will all be on iPlayer from the 12th of October. Uh, goes out live on BBC Two at 9pm, based on the best-selling Anne Rice novels. I'm very much looking forward to seeing that. Shining Vale, that returns the uh, Courtney Cox and Greg Kinnear horror comedy. That's coming to Lionsgate Plus on the 13th. There's lots of horror stuff out this week. Goosebumps, which is more junior horror but uh, based on R.L. Stein novels that's coming on the 13th of October to Disney Plus that's the first season of that Frasier returns for its 12th season that's a brand new series coming to Paramount Plus on the 13th of October which is Kelsey Grammer back as Fraser Crane in a revival and Rick and Morty season 7 lands on E4 on the 16th of October it will be on um, channel 4 the website as well and then goes out on E4 at 9pm 16th of October for Rick and Morty season 7 you can catch that there that is everything for the 400th episode. Before you do your outro, Dave, I just want to say, I think on behalf of the listeners and some of the other co-hosts, you are the stalwart for Geek Town and you have put together, let's be honest, over 400 episodes with all the uh, back behind the scenes you've done. And I just want to say thank you for all that you do to get all the news out there to all the fans. And I hope that we can continue to make this for another 400 episodes. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to yeah. getting this far. Yeah, so well done to Dave, everybody. So that's yeah, out there and all the social media and thank Dave for all that he's been doing to keep us updated with all the news you're very welcome thank you yes and thank you both for coming and joining me for well not all 400 episodes but you know I mean the, the, Matt's been on an awful lot and you've been on quite a lot as well so uh, yeah thank you for joining me for this one and for the uh, other ones otherwise I'd just be sat here talking to myself which you know <laughs> um, might send me slightly mad so <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, for both coming on and of course to the other co-hosts as, as well uh, to Bex and to Daryl and Robert who comes on occasionally and all the other people that have been on the show over the years uh, that was going to be a question at one point it was like can you name any other co-host that isn't currently on the show but I decided against it so, I mean Actually there's been can. a number of people <laughs> yeah there's been a number of people that have been there over the years if people want to follow you Grey where can they find you uh, so they can find me over on X at Grey the Geek, uh, also on Instagram at Grey Panton, and I'm also over on Blue Sky now, the same one. I, I must work on Blue Sky a little bit more. It's one that's uh, left me in the background a little bit. But yeah, I, I am over on the socials. You can follow me over there. Cool. So go and check Grey out there. Matt, where can people find you? You can find me over on entertainmenttalk.org, um, podcast platforms on the same name, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. We are wrapping up with season three slowly with Breaking Bad and we're, we've just started with Gen V, so that's kind of our coverage at the moment. Still got gaming talk. I'm going to be talking about Modern Warfare 3 this week, so look out for that because the beta is out. And very dramatic scenes yesterday on the United cast, a very, very last minute winner when things were looking bleak. But uh, the team can go and rest for two weeks, sort of, get some players back and whatnot. And uh, we've got some big games soon. So uh, lots of stuff over there. And also for, for me, if you do want to find me on Twitter and stuff like that, 
about it's eTalkUKO over on Twitter if you want to come and say hello or that sort of thing. That's me. Yes, go and check Matt out over on entertainmenttalk.org. You can also go and find other people involved in the show. You can go and find Bex, who uh, I was hoping to have on this week, but she is up on stage over the weekend. So uh, she wasn't available, unfortunately, but she is available on twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes. That's B-Y-T-E-S. You can go and catch Bex out over on Twitch. She's always doing fun stuff over there. So uh, twitch.tv forward slash Trista Bytes for her. And for Daryl, you can go and find him at hollywoodnorthnews.net for all those TV series that you love, which are shot in Canada. For us, you can, of course, go to the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information. If you want to get in touch with your questions or comments, email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk. Leave a message on the website post. Find us at Geektown on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown, on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Geektown, on Blue Sky at Geektown, on Instagram at Geektown UK, TikTok at Geektown UK, and threads at Geektown UK. That is everything. We shall see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.